Chapter 2 Mrs. Bennet was always the one to say grace at family dinners. She was fond of the Anglican meal prayer, and hardly had the word Amen passed her lips that evening when, with uncontainable enthusiasm, she announced, The Lucases have invited us for a Fourth of July barbecue. What time? asked Lydia, who at twenty-three was the youngest Bennet. Because Kitty and I have plans. Mary, who was thirty, said, No fireworks start before dark. We're invited to a pre-party in Mount Adams, Kitty said. Kitty was twenty-six, the closest in both age and temperament to Lydia, yet contrary to typical sibling patterns, she both tagged after and was led astray by her younger sister. But I haven't told you who'll be at the barbecue. From her end of the long oak kitchen table, Mrs. Bennet beamed. Chip Bingley! The eligible crybaby, Lydia said. And Kitty giggled as Lydia added, I've never seen a woman cry as hard as he did in the season finale. What's an eligible crybaby? Jane asked. Oh, Jane, Liz said, so innocent and unspoiled. You've heard of the reality show Eligible, right? Jane squinted. I think so. He was on it a couple years ago. He was the guy being lusted after by 25 women. I don't suppose that any of you can appreciate the terror a man might feel being so outnumbered, Mr. Bennett said. I often weep and there are only six of you. Eligible is degrading to women. Mary said, and Lydia said, Of course that's what you think. But every other season is one woman and twenty-five guys, Kitty said. That's equality. The women humiliate themselves in a way the men don't, Mary said. They're so desperate. Chip Bingley went to Harvard Medical School, Mrs. Bennett said. He's not one of those vulgar Hollywood types. Mom, his Hollywood vulgarity is the only reason anyone in Cincinnati cares about him, Liz said. Jane turned to her sister. You knew he was here? You didn't? Which of us are you hoping he'll go for, Mom? Lydia asked. He's old, right? So I assume Jane. Thanks, Lydia, Jane said. He's 36, Mrs. Bennett said. That would make him suitable for Jane or Liz. Why not for Mary? Kitty asked. He doesn't seem like Mary's type, Mrs. Bennett said. Because she's gay, Lydia said, and he's not a woman. Mary glared at Lydia. First of all, I'm not gay, and even if I were, I'd rather be a lesbian than a sociopath. Lydia smirked. You don't have to choose. Is everyone listening to this? Mary turned to her mother at the foot of the table, then her father at the head. There's something seriously wrong with Lydia. There's nothing wrong with any of you, Mrs. Bennett said. Jane, what is this vegetable called? It has an unusual flavor. It's spinach, Jane said. I braised it.
In point of fact, Mr. Bennett said, there's something wrong with all of you. You're adults, and you ought to be living on your own. Dad, we came home to take care of you, Jane said. I'm well now. Go back to New York. You too, Lizzie. As the only one who refuses to take a dime, and, not coincidentally, the only one with a real job, you're supposed to be setting an example for your sisters. Instead, they're pulling you down with them. Jane and Lizzie know how important my luncheon is, Mrs. Bennett said. That's why they're still here. The event to which Mrs. Bennett was referring was the annual fundraising luncheon for the Cincinnati Women's League, scheduled this year for the second Thursday in September. A member of the league since her 20s,